Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 16 of Baki Taki. We're covering the episode Slash today. That's that's the title, Slash. But a mediocre title does not mean that it's not going to be a great episode. And to help us, we have our first ever returning guest. I don't know if they're special or not. Put your hands together for Jack. Man, I was so close. I was so close to getting a special designation. I was so close. Maybe if this episode uh, goes well at the end, we can decide if you're a special guest. Wow. Okay. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm really gonna work for this. Everybody, I'm sure, has listened to Jack's episode um, because it's the first episode, and definitely by analytics, that's where everybody drops off. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, so Jack was with us on episode one. So the only episode of Baki I believe you've actually seen is the first episode and then you've been listening along with the podcast since then i have i've listened to every episode i'm uh, baki talkie's biggest fan i am uh you know part of the walkie talkie baki talkie crew and um yeah join our discord uh, i'm in t- <laughs> i i am in the discord everybody join the discord it's a it's a party in there um and yeah i'm an entirely an auditory auditory um perceiver of baki i haven't seen many of the people i haven't really seen a physical representation of half the people i hear about this is the first time i ever saw hanayama i didn't know who what he looked like (laughs) and what a what a role for him also i'm pretty sure that's the last time hanayama does something in the anime which is so (laughs) stupid um he should hopefully come back in the next few seasons but we'll see Anyway, um, we already know Jack. We know what shows he watches. Uh, Barry, I believe. Um, so yeah. let's jump in straight to the episode. So this episode starts off with... There, there's actually quite a few different scenes, uh, and we'll start at the top. Continuing where we left off last week, Oliver is throwing around a giant man in a judo studio and trying to convince Sonata to give him a black belt. Pretty impressive, right? Come on, Sonoda. Give me a black belt if I defeat them all. I mean, come on, man. Jack, what did you think of this scene? Uh, this scene was a this scene was a blast. It was the first time I've really ever seen Oliver, um, Sonata, and then a very interesting addition, Goki Shipukawa. Like some great characters in it. Oliver's a great. He's so much. What happened to his face again? Did he get cut or something? He oh, had, the, 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 epi- the episode hasn't aired yet. Um, Doyle cut his face. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, snuck, um, snuck in as a sexy policewoman and then slashed. Oh, his right, face. Be- because there's a there's a, a blank week that I actually don't know about. So there's this whole oh, interesting. Okay, the best part of this this first scene is are the faces and the face transition. There's a moment in there where um, you know, um, Oliver's trying to convince Sonata to give him a, a black belt. How'd you like that throw, Sonoda? That ought to be worth at least a point. Not a chance. For garbage like that, you get no points at all. And Sonata uh, graciously and annoyingly tells him that he uh, has to put a person on their back uh, in judo as opposed to on their stomach. And it's just two static frames of all of his faces from a beautiful smile to dropping to complete defeat. It's like a um, Windows and, Movie Maker transition. Like it's it's, the it's a cross of, dissolve. It's a full on cross dissolve. It's the type of shit I use when I'm making promotional stuff for the show. But I do that because I'm not an animator. I don't have an animation no. studio. The, the the first scene itself really hit home that a lot of this were just drawings that they were 
like moving around the screen for the most part <laughs> there's a lot of really just static images oh yeah yeah no they, they have great source references but I, I don't know if the if the motion is is really that um great in this show no um, no I, what I really loved in this scene, though, is just Oliver's enthusiasm. Just like, yeah. come on, you gotta give me a black belt for that. I just threw a guy, <laughs> I threw a 300-pound man into oh, the ceiling. Into the ceiling. <laughs> I tossed him around like a rag doll. Are you blind or something? Come on. Do, but, do, do, do you think uh, I, it was fair that like he had to follow the judo rules? Like I would say that he still had like so for reference, um, Oliver threw the 300-pound man into the ceiling. Um, mm-hmm. And Sonata objected because one, when he threw him, he lost control of him, which is important in judo. <laughs> and two, right. when he fell, he fell on his uh, he fell his on stomach the, on his stomach, which apparently yep. is not allowed in judo. Judo sort of seems like the like a really lame martial art compared to um, whatever Mister Oliver is using. <laughs> One-handed. Um like discus or something with a human being yeah it is like Um, a track and field event (laughs) yeah it seems to be i do think sonata was in the right though you know if if we're if we're talking about getting a black belt for judo exploits then then he does have to play by the and then he did play by those rules and he was still sonata was i don't know why sonata doesn't like uh oliver just because he makes everything look easy i suppose what, what, what did you think of um, when Shibukawa decided to join the fray? Did you, did Shibukawa you think... was... He's a great addition. He is a great addition. He's totally shredded. <laughs> Essentially what happens is Shibukawa challenges Oliver to um, uh, a round of judo throws, I guess. So you're bored, are you? Well, maybe I can fix that for you. And, um, and just as a reminder, Oliver is the buffest guy on the show. Shibukawa buff. looks like a five-foot-tall grand, old gr- Japanese grandpa. <laughs> yeah, with a weird haircut. Yeah, really short compared to Oliver. And I know it looks like he has no muscle mass on him. So Oliver is game to play, gets ready to throw him, um, and actually does. But Shibukawa flips in the air and lands on his feet, and then Oliver has like a, a flash of red in his eyes as he realizes that his whole arm was twisted and broken by Shibukawa in that motion. And he literally um, just goes like, I don't want to play anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm done. Sonoda, let's just forget all about that black belt. Yeah, he has a moment of rage and then he was like, ah, twisted my, my arm like it was a twig or something. He turned my right wrist into a pretzel. And then, it he was, get, and then uh, he gets a black belt. <laughs> and then he does get a black belt. Um, so immediately, kind of like Shibukawa, because you know he acknowledges how strong Oliver is, but the guy is obviously a monster and shredded. He, he's got a, a, a hefty six pack and uh, the the buffest grandpa of the of the cast, I'd imagine. No, no, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> First of all, there's Speck, who is who's a hundred years old. Also, Speck's a hundred. Yeah, well, ninety-seven, oh, I, I believe. Oh, right, I forgot that in the episode. Yeah, and also there's there's uh, once we get to see the next season, there's a hundred and fifty-year-old um, Chinese martial arts master. Um, oh, although he might not be as buff. Okay, okay. Well, at very least, big fan of Shibukawa. Immediately, we'll want to see what's up for him. Hopefully, good things. Nah, we'll we'll see. I can't even remember what he, he does doesn't really next. do anything after this. 
Well, he he uh, he uh, he will he'll eventually have some stuff to do with Yanagi, and okay. in a in a season or so, um, he'll have some really good fights with Muhammad Ali Jr. But uh, <laughs> we'll have to wait for that. So so the next scene, we're introduced to a fighter that I honestly forgot was a part of this show, um, which has only happened uh, twice uh, with Suedo and now with. Kosho Shinogi. Kosho Shinogi, a fighter in the underground arena and a practitioner of Shinogi-style slash attack karate. He's known for his cord cut attack, which severs the opponent's nerves, permanently immobilizing them. Uh, the basketball slasher, as I titled him in my notes. <laughs> well, you could call him the basketball slasher or guy who plays Fruit Ninja in real life. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the, whole, the whole first scene was just fruit ninja he's just like chopping stuff up um if by stuff you mean basketballs because they were all basketballs basketballs. and a piece of paper (laughs) it was really dangerous you know that is a true martial arts feat like you know you know like like fake martial arts guys you see them like karate chop a brick or something Um, yeah the guys you can cut through paper those guys those guys have real belt really mean business so what, what did you think about Kosho? Kosho was a good, a great head of hair, frankly. Really good head of hair. It seems kind of cocky. It's easy, really. But I've found that with the creative use of the hands and feet, there's almost no limit. Immediately, you're, you you see the guy and you're thinking, oh, he's he's going up against Doyle. That's that's most certainly. His hands and feet are weapons, are, are blades. So um, why not go against the guy who is... Um, put blades all inside himself i guess i guess and... i thought he'd be a good matchup for sikorsky because they both have really strong fingers that they use to cut people with oh i hadn't thought about that yeah i suppose they all so. sort of overlap each other at a certain point mm-hmm. yeah but uh kosho kosho is a uh had he been introduced earlier or no this is the first time we met him uh the first in well, this anime, the... like you know yeah, 20 years anime. ago he was introduced <laughs> yeah he's still looking pretty young frankly after yeah. 20 years um baki's still in high school after 20 years (laughs) (laughs) oh i don't want to think about that shinogi yeah i i could i could root for the guy he's he's not the most engaging of scenes i i would have to say the rest of this stuff like the opening and then in the the following scenes are way more um well i will say uh, this scene does have one interesting thing so kosho we're introduced to him training at the shinshin kai dojo and he starts a conversation with Katsumi. And Katsumi just casually drops that um, Kosho wants to fight uh, Doyle for some reason. And Katsumi just says, we know where he is and we've been monitoring him the whole time. He's up there in room 701. We've been monitoring him 24-7. We know his movements down to the smallest detail. Who is we? Is this the Shinshin Kai army again? Like, mobilized to watch Doyle? They've known where he is the whole time? Like, the Shinshin Kai are, are something else, obviously. They, um, they have connections everywhere that you could possibly go. Everybody has done martial arts in some capacity with the Shinshin Kai. So I wanted, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on um, my, my favorite name for a character. So... We are introduced to Doyle, and we get a really nice scene that sort of explains Doyle's whole gimmick in more detail. Um, yeah, he's a magician. Exactly. <laughs> um, 
don't worry, we'll get to that quote. <laughs> but he's talking to um, a member of the American military. Your body's a powerful weapon, I'll give you that, my friend. But isn't daily life a little difficult when you got razor blades popping out all the time? Jerry Stridham, U.S. Army colonel and old friend of Yujiro Hanma. His name's Gary, but he pronounces it Jerry. <laughs> he says J- I missed that. It's, yeah, his name is Jerry, but it's spelled G-A-R-Y. R-Y. It's Gary. Um, yeah. So, so he's, I don't know why he's there, really. So he's a friend of Yujiro. I, I yeah. guess he's I guess he's there to see if maybe Doyle can be like the next Captain America and they can build a, a bunch of super soldiers after Dory or Doyle but um the the basic concept for this scene is Doyle just explaining all of his gadgets and gizmos in his body I want to get your thoughts on it but I do just want to say my favorite quote um which is when Jerry points out how weird it is to stick things in your body to kill people with um doyle's response is verbatim it's a normal tactic that's used everywhere professional magicians all do it (laughs) it's it's really one of the one thing i really missed in this episode was the narrator i feel like there was not near not nearly enough narrator action he kind of popped in to tell us about gary jerry um and um i i think he talked to us about uh, goki shibukawa I think he said um, Kosho's name. Oh, he's he's really he's Kosho. really sort of slipped into the sla- sidelines as the season goes on, which is a shame. It's a real shame. He's voice like butter, honestly. In, in my mind, it reminds me of the synchronicity moment where they really just explain a whole concept um, in a uh, in as elaborate a metaphor as possible. The whole crux of Doyle's thing is that just like a magician, <laughs> um, he, they kind of implant themselves themselves with different. Uh, tools that they can use for their their tricks um they just run a pipe or a hose through their body somewhere through their body that's impossible not at all it may not be the kind of thing that your average joe on the street would ever consider doing to himself but that's exactly why it's so worth doing they invest considerable sums of money in surgeries to implant tubes or electrodes in their bodies but it's also completely different. It's completely different tools. Like the things he's describing are like a hose that you can put beer in to shoot out of your hand. Meanwhile, yeah. Doyle's putting like razor blades that come out of his elbow. Like his a whole argument. His whole argument is like you wouldn't find it weird if a magician did it. Stop judging me. <laughs> we just haven't seen like the magician that has a bunch of knives all over the place. <laughs> He's like a, a knife juggler, but he juggles himself. And then he also makes the the, the point of um, that magicians and, and people of the like go um, undergo surgery to have these operations. Like this, a, a magician who shoots beer out of a hose actually has a hose running through his body yeah. surgically <laughs> uh, as opposed to just through his sleeve or something like that. So these very specific magician surgeries. And then he makes the other point of comparing his situation, which is a bunch of knives that he could, you know, shoot out of his body by moving his fingers to a person having a pacemaker. Yeah. (laughs) You wouldn't judge your grandpa, would you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
why are you judging me? Yeah, he's he's really making a a very flimsy argument on the regularity of having knives poking out of your body. I also think he somebody lied to him. I think that magicians don't typically put hoses in their body to shoot beer out of their hands. I, I think that some surgeon tricked him into thinking that people do this all the time, and so he wouldn't be self conscious about his knives. Yeah, do you think do you think he's like secretly really insecure about about having gone through the surgery? Yes, and that's why he's and overcompensating with his big black trench coat. Or not trench coat, mm-hmm. turtleneck. <laughs> turtleneck. I still quite like Doyle because he is the best dressed of the bunch. I would I would say. I think so. Yeah. Um, him or Sikorsky. Yeah. I want I want to get your <laughs> thoughts on um at at the end of this big diatribe, uh Jerry with a J or Jerry with a G says that, you know, anybody can put knives in their body and all this crap you do. What makes you different? Yet, if every other vicious criminal who wants an edge on the competition can also have the same surgeries and weapons as you have, then what do you do? And Doyle sort of puts his hand out, and then something happens. I don't know what happened. What what happened? I th- I think he has like a go go gadget like spring shot fist or something. It it seems like he has some sort of shotgun within his hand i'm not entirely sure but it makes no it it was a a particular point to show that he could kind of like weaponize air force and kind of just like send a shockwave through the air it it sort of feels like he's got a hose in his hand that (laughs) instead of shooting a beer he just blasts people with pressurized (laughs) air because it told me it was gonna be beer because it couldn't be his fist because you know like his fist is fully extended like if it, it like you can't it, it, like unless his his hand detaches from his wrist like i don't know editor steve here luckily this is what the baki wiki is for so let's see what they have to say about doyle's uh hand he also has a switch located in his ring finger that makes his spring-loaded arm shoot out with such speed and force that it causes the face of those hit by it to sink into itself almost turning inside out so very colorful language first of all but it it seems like jack's inspector gadget hand is probably the closest to what's actually happening the the clip itself his his fist he extends it and then it goes a very close and dramatic um close-up of of his fist kind of like shaking the screen so i don't know if arm does extend or something but but it can't. It's also it also it also steams at the end of it. Oh, don't say can or can't with Doyle. Like we all know he he's uh, pretty comfortable with whatever surgery works at this point. What surgery? Like the the rubber man fruit? Like he's not Legit. Be able to stretch his arm. <laughs> We're gonna start talking about One Piece. Okay, uh, no. let's go. Um, right. No, but he's. Uh, <laughs> It's a magician surgery, you know? That Everybody's is, done it. Chris Angel. This is just wanting me David to, like, Flint. I, I want to stop with these freaking convicts and just go all the way and get a magician fighter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be a lot of fun. In, in, interrupting Doyle's sort of diatribe about how cool it is to put stuff in his body. Oh, also, I don't think we went over it, but just quickly, like, the way he controls the knives is, like, he sort of moves his hands like a puppet master would and, like, clicks yeah. his fingers. It's, it's very cool. Um, it, it is actually a pretty fun approach. He, he 
it seems like it all has different settings too for about i don't know maybe eight knives it looks like he's doing a whole naruto hanjutsu <laughs> sometimes he just does it like for a minute and like swords come out of the one okay one thing that I, unless it, it happens later i am a slightly disappointed by the lack of arsenal that is in this guy's body i was i was wanting it to be like really you know a broad sword comes out of his knee or something i think but they're all more. kind of like this I think he has some oh, more tricks up his sleeve. We've we've only even seen the beginning of the fight this episode. Um, I suppose so. To get to the beginning of that fight, so Kosho comes in um, and just absolutely kicks Doyle's ass. Like he punches <laughs> him in the neck, and then he punches him in the neck again. And Doyle's always been Wait. a pretty cool customer. He acts like his head was cut off when he gets punched he... in the neck. <laughs> he gets trashed they they he totally beats the crap out of him he opens with a kick right to his face that looks like it went i don't know supersonic or something this guy kicks with the um, uh, like a blue comet on his toe yeah um yeah doyle is writhing after every single hit like he is on life support and then my, my favorite line is so Doyle is like writhing after the third and like the animation like you can just see the guy's fingers poking right through like Doyle's neck basically like it looks like extremely painful mm. Doyle's selling yep. it and then he says something along the lines of like as an ethical practitioner of karate I never strike an opponent when he's on the ground but I warn you I will continue to knock you down each time you get up I would punch you, but it's against ethical karate to do so while you're on the ground. And I'm like, is it is it ethical karate to just keep hitting the guy in the neck? Like, this does not seem ethical. I, and doesn't he... Isn't he a part of the underground fighting ring? Isn't it kind of like no holds bar at that point? Yeah, and it, what, what's his, like... This guy's slash technique is that, from what I can tell in that image of him fighting a bull... Um, is that he rips out your nerves? I don't. I don't get this. Oh, guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Kosho, I should have mentioned that. He is a pretty intimidating guy. It seems like half of his fighting technique, beside cutting you with his fingertips, are to grab your nerves and then sever them so you become immobilized. I didn't even think nerves. I, you know, I still don't think nerves look like they did in that drawing. <laughs> it looked, it looked they looked like a rope, thick. didn't they, or something like that? It, yeah. it, they didn't really look like nerve endings or something that are in your body. And to be clear, inexplicably, the the reference image we were shown was him fighting a bull. So maybe cow nerves <laughs> look different than human nerves. But um, if you want more context on that. Um, Maybe editor Steve can fill it in because I have no idea why he was fighting a bull um, in a <laughs> freeze frame. Uh, it turns out in Kosho's past, he went to the running of the bulls and just straight up ripped the nerves out of a bull because I guess he was looking for a tough fight. Yeah, so Doyle is still kind of on the ground riding, reaches out, extends his hand, to which Kosho sort of leans in. And then uses his air blast maneuver to just totally wallop Kosho in the face. He's in range.
You don't know what happened. He just kind of makes a fist. It's like a one-inch punch, but without the inch. That that is the perfect way to describe it. Um, and just just like before, Kosho really sells the discomfort here. And then um, I thought he was re like after his his jaw was dislocated. I thought he was relocating his jaw. But according to Jerry, he was resetting a broken jaw. He put his broken jaw back in place. <laughs> it just made no sense. That's not how it works, man. Yeah. Uh, he, he pushed it together really hard and the bone fused. <laughs> yeah. The, I, I didn't realize that you could... Next time I break my arm, I'll just you know, I'd push it back into place, obviously. <laughs> so it works for anything. Yeah. The, the 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 physics of that whatever that punch is is just so ridiculous. I really have no idea what's going on there. I think I think his arm I'm watching the clip right now and I think his arm does extend. But There's why? A, it, that doesn't make sense. It's maybe it's like he's his shoulder is hooked up to like a hydraulic press or something so it kind of goes Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> what the, oh my god. That reminds me of the clip in the episode where they describe Mr. Oliver's strength as being like a machine. <laughs> oh yeah. Like well, they, they describe him, his his stance like a tree and then his grip like a machine. There's very, a cutaway to both color, a tree and a machine. Very colorful language. A machine. Yeah. <laughs> a machine. Some machine. It's pretty broad. Like a toaster. Oh, and the topic of pretty broads. We got to get over to that. But um, just just to end up this storyline with Kosho, after relocating his jaw, Kosho gets into his I'm going to cut your nerve off stance. And then Do or Doyle uh, clicks his fingers and six blades come out of multiple parts of his body. And that's that's where the episode ends. The general, uh, Jerry, uh, seems to know Kosho's I'm going to rip your nerves out stance for whatever reason. I can't yeah. say I'm entirely sure why. I, well, you know, um, he's... Why is he here in the first place? He's here you know, to he has really, he, on he, fighting styles. <laughs> I suppose he also has very pretty eyes. So that's a, a really big factor to his presence. Honestly, I, I really need to look up this character. Because he's, he's so weird. He, he's, he's the U.S. military version of Sonata. In that he is an extremely buff-looking guy whose only job is to go, Whoa! Oh no! <laughs> They're so strong! That attack to the throat nearly killed him. And it came without even a hint of warning. What precision! He hit the exact same spot again, but with his elbow. He's activated one of his blades! Uh, yeah, he, he looks intimidating, um, but apparently he's small, small potatoes to, um, nerve ending guy. No, yeah, he, this guy could cut somebody's nerves. I, I, I would actually be very interested in, in watching that fight, because it looks like a fun time. It seems like Doyle cannot take a hit, though. Yeah, he's, he's not really the most, um, defensive. I think that's the first hit we've ever seen him get. Because the only other person mm -hmm. he fought was Rob Robinson. Oh, no, no. In last episode, he gets absolutely walloped. Um, I, for I forgot about that. Um, By Oliver? Oh, yeah. He gets, nice. he gets thrown around. Tune in last week to, to hear more. Anyway, I want to get to the final segment of the episode. 
which is just like always when there's a lot of action going on you can count on Kozue and Baki to be going on a date together (laughs) they're at the they're at the lake or not the lake more like I don't know a viaduct yeah viaduct and Baki skips a rock across the lake Kozue says oh I bet I could do that and she doesn't even get one skip nice throw I can do that too watch I didn't even get one skip. No, they do no justice to poor Kozaway. Apparently, it it's really, and she's the one who's excited about this whole thing. And then Baki is trying to ask her if she's all right when he's being all moody. Yeah, yeah, they're just talking because you know Kozaway was kidnapped uh, like probably a day ago, um, <laughs> so <laughs> she's probably still processing that. It's really tough to describe why, but um, Hanayama shows up. And he starts talking to Baki, and he basically says, "Hey, do, are you? Do you want beautiful women? I could hook you up with a bunch of beautiful women, and all you have to do as many is, as you want. As many as you want. You can. Who cares about what? What's her name over here? Let me ask you: Which would you rather have? A plain little girl like the one you've got here?" Or would you rather have a real woman? What's that supposed to mean? Are you moonlighting as a matchmaker? Let me spell it out for you. If you decided you wanted someone else, someone other than her, I could provide you with as many women as you want. Inexplicably, Kozuway says you should do it. I wouldn't mind. (laughs) I understand. You should accept it. I would understand. Don't say that! What, you, what, was your, what was going through your mind in this scene, Jack? Well, you know, poor Kozue really gets a bad rap for this entire... You, this this episode does try and turn around her whole arc in, in one moment. Oh, yeah. uh, but um, I guess she's feeling pretty bad about herself for being kidnapped, and she thinks um, Baki should, should, you know... If only Go Baki on had and... a, a harem of beautiful women, Sikorsky wouldn't be able to kidnap them all. Exactly, that's the thing. You know, there, there's there's safety in numbers, I suppose. <laughs> um, but uh, no, no, of course not. Baki is is in love with Kozue, um, and no matter what Hanayama, the guy with really nice shoes, says, he is isn't gonna he isn't gonna budge on that. It's it's very. Uh, I don't know, very respectable on, on Baki's part. Well, yeah, but it, it, I would also call it the bare minimum. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, th- these situations that come up are, and, and this isn't the first, like, Baki has a lot of weird situations with Kozue, but, like, this is not a difficult decision, right? Like, if some random guy comes up and offers to you to trade your girlfriend for random ladies that he will give you like what like what i think what is that? i think i just gotta set my feet on this one and and say it's heroic and and <laughs> um and explain in no detail uh why that is <laughs> i don't understand but what does hanayama stand to gain out of out of baki going with his harem of woman was, was there a... i don't know why he's there <laughs> Why was he offering? This I think I think kid. this is supposed to be like. Well, the funny thing is, I'm pretty sure Hanayama is like 19 or something. Like, he's pretty close in age. What? To Baki. 
but he looks like a 43 year old man oh he's yeah yeah no he, he does also did you like his mask to hide the fact that um his face blew up <laughs> oh oh was he the guy who got shot through the face that's the thing no. in this covid world we live in the fact that he's wearing a mask doesn't look that weird but because this yeah. was animated in 2018 it's or drawn in 2000 it's because his face blew up yeah <laughs> <laughs> i didn't realize i completely i was wondering why he was and i was like hey, you know what it's just a passion thing he, he kind of looks intimidating sure yeah oh uh, it's because his face is all messed up okay yeah so hanayama and baki get into a bit of a bit of a verbal discussion um baki ends up getting thrown into the viaduct uh, to which he responds which that he, he doesn't i like. don't like getting wet <laughs> you shouldn't have done that Hanigama. i don't like getting wet that was my favorite line of the episode he looks <laughs> to throw some in like that's it, your mistake i don't like getting wet baki much, much like but much like my dog does not like yeah. getting wet <laughs> his teeth are really expressive in that in that scene i gotta say they're like tombstones and really really showing off all of his pearly whites yeah i would even go so far to say i was not a fan of the animation of for baki in this scene <laughs> well weird. just um, get ready for uh Kozue looking like six different people in one scene <laughs> oh my god yeah she she aged 20 years in some of those shots what um, happened <laughs> i don't know but Anyways. so here's the here's the fun so Samita, a few episodes back, described Baki as the most woke show of all time. And I think it lives up to it in this episode. Um, I think you're right. I wrote down in my notes, Kozue, the feminist icon, kicks Hanayama in the shin. Um, and she, she has a little monologue about... I guess I shouldn't call it a little monologue. <laughs> she has a monologue um, about how, you know, she just finds basically the plot of baki really stupid and she's tired of people fighting each other and why don't we just spend more time with the people we love you forgot something you never mentioned my name even once in your entire conversation oh. it's rude talking about someone like they weren't there but women have always been treated this way by men you talk of winning <clears throat> of getting stronger <clears throat> refusing to lose <clears throat> and in all of that crap <clears throat> the women <clears throat> they are forgotten <clears throat> well no more i'm not gonna Kozue, take it Kozue. it's uh Kozue is, is is kind of the uh the well obviously the feminist icon of the show there's no other feminist icon <laughs> kind of like look after in this one um but really uh making a, making a big impression for everything this show is not um, really had to stretch that one <laughs> yeah uh she does she starts kicking him she starts kicking hanayama um repeatedly, uh, repeatedly with not much force but he seems god like aw- awestruck by the fact that she's doing this and although later on when she throws a pebble at him he does say that that really hurt i know there's the power scaling here is um pretty bizarre it's like a david and uh, goliath thing you know david didn't kick goliath in the shins <laughs> he threw, threw a rock <laughs> at him he did throw a rock at him 
Kozue really uh, stands up for himself because throughout the whole scene, Hanayama is only referring to Baki as if Kozue isn't a, isn't an important character. And she's pretty much looking the audience in the face and the animators in the face, saying, I am an important character. I really matter here. And the animators respond by um, not remembering what she looks like in any <laughs> single frame. Yeah. The, the animator is so a 14 year old girl, a 22 year old person, like a 32 year old woman. It, like, it changes by the instant. Her chin changes, her whole. Like I think they were just structure. having so much fun drawing female characters. They were like, "Let's bang them all out right now." <laughs> <laughs> Same one, different one. Eh, who cares? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's. It was it, and that line about like talking to the animators and like and like everybody and saying how much like I matter and that type of stuff. Because one of the saddest things I've found out about Kozue um, is I was. I was on the Baki subreddit, and I found out that she hasn't been in the manga in about nine years. Oh, my. But, like, they didn't break up. <laughs> she just hasn't she just... been re- plot relevant in a decade. You know, as long as a guy is um, throwing out switchblades from his elbows, who can be angry? Or Muhammad Ali Jr. shows up. Uh, very true, very true. Um, I do want to say that her voice, the the person in the dub's voice acting in that in that scene with the monologue was very good. I, I quite like. I quite liked it. I agree. I and, and I did a good job. I always think the voice actors are killing it. Um, <laughs> sometimes, maybe, and honestly, only occasionally, like in an ironic way, like Dorian's voice actor, I liked for for different reasons. Candy. But I, I do think most of the like every time Mr. Oliver is on screen, I'm I'm really enjoying his voice actor this season. Very good, yeah, really sells it the whole nine yards, and and gets like the, this whole up and down of Oliver being you know deadly serious for a second and then entirely jovial. Yeah. So Jack, usually I would ask uh, people if you thought if i thought if you thought that baki was a good show but i've asked that before so i'm gonna use this time to ask you did you watch the ending credits i was wanting to talk about the ending credits so i just what is going on i want to point out here we didn't talk about this in samita's episode because this didn't happen in samita's episode for some reason they just play a different ending credits than for the rest of the season (laughs) So, Jack, can you explain what's happening in the ending credits? Oh, my God. It starts off with some sort of, like, a lighthouse effect of, like, a red light kind of swinging around the screen. And then it goes into this uh, rose gallery of all of these characters in Baki who don't don't make any sort of impact. The first people that I saw were my high school bullies from the first episode, to which I was very excited. So yeah, so it's it's tough to tell, but they took every minor character from the show, like every character who does who's in the show and doesn't really do much, and then it shows all of them in like a sliding scale. Yeah, it <laughs> just across the board, and you don't know who these people are. There's a couple ones with the most bizarre faces ever. You don't know who they are. I you've have watched no clue. two episodes. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose so. But like, I I dare anybody who watched a single episode from the the past 
few. Did you, um, did you see the congressman outings. was there from from the from the submarine? <laughs> I, that's the thing. I don't remember what he looks like. Who knows about a congressman? I remember the high school bullies because of the chains. That's it. Yeah, I, I remember the chains few, that look like um, the chains that uh, I think honestly kind of look like uh, um, nerves. I, I guess by Baki's animator standards. Yeah. See, I remember a few faces. There's, I remember the guy who saw the Statue of Liberty was going to collapse. I remember the guy who, um, uh, what's it, the doctor who said that um, Dolan Speck is 97 years old. There's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of fun faces in that. that Sergeant Takahira oh. from Episode 6, Sergeant Takahira's report. Do you do you think in that case that this is a good... I, I usually, in a lot of shows, I don't actually pay much attention to the ending credits no i don't think this uh, is a good I, ending credit i think this is one of the worst no. ones i think it's really fun to watch once and that's it yeah and the song uh, you know i don't i'm not a big fan of the song the opening was actually sort of fun although the shadow boxing this is by yourself is uh it makes it look like george michael in that one episode of roast development where he's sword he's doing uh star wars in in his garage you're really in a george michael phase right now uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i agree I, th- I think this is probably the weakest intro and outro um combination that we have but any hoot um but just before the the end it does finish on this buff ass monkey oh yeah i have no idea up. who that is <laughs> he'll, he'll come i want to know who this season. monkey is what is this just wait like... just wait until he comes up i'm pretty sure boggy just like says hello to him and then wanders off <laughs> it looks like like uh bubbles started doing creatine or something like that Where, what is bubbles it's bizarre the monkey what is uh, bubbles the monkey is from dragon ball z oh okay yeah. See, I'm not I'm not a weeb, so I'm not a nerd. <laughs> well, yeah, you just watch Baki. Um, how many times have you watch each episode? Like four times? No, oh, at least. At, at least. This point. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Jack. It was a blast having you on for a second time. And who knows? Maybe we'll get a third in before this uh, ex- this experience is over. Was is it special? Is that did I did I do it right? All right, now it's time for me to plug the next guest who's going to be coming on the show. I don't know who it is. Um, I do know that they're going to be a very special guest. Let's let's God, hear them introduce themselves. Hello, hello. Welcome to Pocky Talky episode 17, Dad. And today I have my special guest, and by that I mean my extra special guest because she's my wife. It's Lindsay. Hi. Wow. Wow, well, yeah. That, wow, that is very, very special. I can't argue with that. And they get a very special episode next week. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, if you enjoy the show, consider uh, leaving a review. Um, or join the Baki Taki crew Discord. <laughs> there's, there's at least six people in there now, so we've got some good discussion going on. Also, if you tried to join last week, I just found out Discord links expire, so the new link will not expire, so sorry for any potential inconvenience. Um, mm-hmm. th- there's links in the in the episode description. 
but that's all the Baki we've got to talkie. Uh, so until next week, see you all. I don't like next getting time. wet. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> na, na, na.